Hello, Dolores. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, today. my pleasure. So today my guest is Dolores Romero Morales. She's a professor in OR at Copenhagen Business School in Denmark. Her areas of expertise include supply chain optimization, data mining and revenue management. Her work has appeared in a variety of leading scholarly journals, including European Journal of Operation Research, Management Science, Mathematical Programming, and Operations Research. Currently, she's editor-in-chief of TOP and an associate editor of Omega and informs journal on data science. Dolores has worked with and advised various companies, including IBM, SAS, KLM, and Radisson Edwardian Hotels. SAS named her Honorary SAS Fellow and a member of the SAS Academy Advisory Board. She currently leads the NEEDS project, which is funded by the European Union, with the aim to improve the state-of-the-art in data-driven decision-making. Dolores, uh, as I already said, it's a great pleasure to have you here. Such an honor. Uh, muchas gracias. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation. Como estas? How are you? I'm very well. Um, it's uh, summer here in Denmark. We have plenty of sun today, so it's always a good uh, feature that I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, well, in your Twitter account, it says in love with Sevilla, Betis enthusiast. In this case, of course, you're talking about the Real Betis, which is the soccer team of Seville, right? When this connection started? Uh, my mom is um, a Betty supporter. Uh, my granda um, was also a Betty supporter, so it runs in the family, not every member of the family. Mm. But uh, yeah, we are uh, passionate about Betty's. Um, uh, even more, I'm very passionate about my uh, birth city, Sevilla. Mm. Yeah, so. so you grew up in, in, in Sevilla? Uh, so we, I, I was born there, but uh, very soon my parents moved to um, to a flat in a village called uh, Castilleja de la Cuesta. So this is uh, a couple of kilometers uh, from Seville. And it's one of these villages where uh, most of the people will work uh, in the city in Sevilla and then, um, and then they will um, yeah, have their home uh, in, in the village. So, um, yeah, we moved there very, very early. And I have, um, yeah, I've uh, done all my uh, life there until uh, 25 years old where I, when I left for uh, for the Netherlands. Yeah. So. Wow, so it's been already uh, uh, 25 years you left also because you were uh, yes. half a century. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> So, so it's exactly uh, the 28th of uh, August, uh, uh, 1996, when I when I moved to the Netherlands, and uh, yeah, for my first half, uh, my first uh, 25 years, I was uh, living with my parents, which is a very very usual thing to do um, in Spain. Mm, right. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned your parents, but do you, did you have any other influences while growing up? 
Well, um, yeah, uh, I must say that uh, one of the persons that I, uh, I most remember is, is my, my, my grandma. So we did lots of things together. Um, we, um, yeah, she was a very good cook. Um, my, my aunt too. So um, if I would visit my grandma, uh, and she used to live with my aunt, um, I would do some uh, cooking with her. So fried fish, you know, this is something that we do a lot uh, in the south of Spain. And we will fry these anchovies and we will put them together, uh, three, four, five of them. Uh, and that was really fun. Yeah. So yeah. I have very, very good memories with her. Right. Uh, so you're supposed to be known for your cooking skills. Did you uh, get from her? I think the inspiration, yes, yes. I think you, um, yeah, you have to, I think you have to love uh, to be in the kitchen. And yeah, with her, um, um, I would be, uh, it would be a very pleasant moment. Uh, I think you, you get to chat with uh, people you cook with and uh, it's, it's a, for me, it's very relaxing. So when I, when I have uh, people visiting me uh, for work, yeah, so co-authors, uh, one of the usual things would be, you know, that they come to my house and then we will have a dinner together. And I think my husband and my children really, really like that part too. So yeah, we have organized many dinners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw some of your posts, you know, uh, where you share. Yeah, so yeah, I uh, one of the things I post uh, a lot about food is uh, croquettes. Uh, I, I like them, and I also like to make them. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are, uh, yeah, they were kind of known uh, in 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 the Netherlands when when I did my PhD in uh, in Rotterdam, mm -hmm. and they are mentioned. My croquettes are mentioned in two uh, introduction, in two acknowledgements of to uh, PhD uh, dissertations from two very good friends there. So uh, it was funny <laughs> <laughs> that, that people would uh, talk about them in yeah. PhD. So, right. Yeah. So how did you keep yourself busy when growing up around there? Um, well, uh, yeah, uh, I did, uh, when I was a little bit older, I did uh, private tuition, you know, math private tuition. Mm -hmm. So. Um, something um, I did quite a bit and um, lots of hours mm -hmm. yeah, teaching people from different uh, villages and different ages and uh, yeah that was that was f fun I mean yeah people in the neighborhood would know me but after that uh, yeah people in other villages too so yeah so you were teaching uh, there busy. in Castilleja de la Cuesta and other uh, in several in several villages yeah 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 because uh, my my uh, where I come from um, you know you don't distinguish the beginning of one village and the end of the other one so there it's very fluid mm -hmm. so the area is called Aljarafe and there are many villages that are next to each other so so I would do uh, a bit of uh, that I would also do with my with my dad um, and my mom. Uh, we would do some uh, volunteering work at the uh, uh, care home. Mm -hmm. Actually, you know, the people are um, uh, like friends to us. So uh, we would uh, we will visit um, every time that I go back to Spain. Not now with the Corona, but every time we will visit them. 
and uh, in my wedding day uh, yeah we went there to take pictures with them mm. so and yeah, I have very very good friends uh, there so it's it's a very um, um, yeah very uh, beautiful experience mm -hmm. sure uh, you you mentioned that you're giving private classes uh, you know uh, Claudia Arcati was also here and uh, she also told she used to give private classes uh, to pay for her studies and so on. And she was mentioning that uh, it's when she learned how to connect with the students and, you know, uh, identify their own individual characteristics and find a better way to, to deal with them. Uh, in your case, uh, uh, what are the lessons you learned from that experience? Well, um I was already helping from the very beginning um, <laughs> at school uh, other kids. So, um, so the teacher would say, "Well, don't you sit with this uh, friend of yours and try to help the neighbor also?" So, um, I was in a neighborhood uh, with uh, um, small flats, lots of people, and um, you know, neighbors would come to me and ask for questions. So, I would help. So, um, I think it's. Um, it was always a little bit, uh, it's like a double uh, uh, feeling because on one hand you are very happy that you can help, on another hand you, you see that actually how people couldn't really see, you know, what couldn't understand what they were doing, right? So it's already uh, at an early stage that I saw, um, yeah, um, that it was not so obvious for people to understand math and how important it is, uh, you know, uh, to explain things in many different ways. I've seen this with, uh, with students, right? Some students will understand in one way and other students will understand in another way. So, so I think I have learned that part, right, to, mm -hmm. to try to adjust um, to um, what it could be challenging for them. So. Right. Um, so you already had this uh, interest in math. So it was not probably hard for you to choose a degree in math. Uh, no, 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 no. It was, it was, yeah. Um, it was something that I, that I liked very much. Although, you know, when I started, I saw a very different picture to, uh, you know, what I had in uh, my uh, secondary school. So it was, it was a big change. Uh, I must admit. Mm -hmm. So coming um, the first week of uh, my studies um, at the university was uh, very, very different. Uh, you come there with uh, lots of enthusiasm, a lot of uh, passion, but then you find, uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, a way of uh, teaching to you that maybe was a little bit dry, perhaps, or a little bit uh, distant. So yeah 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 but i guess it's, it's uh it was logical right mm -hmm. i mean um, secondary school you have small classes there it was a big class and the year after me it was even larger class and you could see uh, some people getting uh, 0 0.2 in a scale from 0 to 10. Wow. <laughs> so it was it was quite um Hard. Uh, yeah. No. yeah 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 people dropping um out from the degree uh, after a couple of months so yeah um, 
but yeah, we made uh, uh, yeah, I made very very good friends there, friends that I relate to still. Um, yeah, it's um, we were very close to each other. We would do uh, studies together. So so my my faculty had um, has a very very good library uh, to study. So people would come from other uh, faculties to study in our library. So, and then we they built a study um, space also, even open during the weekends. So we will prepare exams together and do lots of things together. So mm. I have very very good memories from my studies. Yeah, uh, did you have support from your parents? Yeah, my parents were were always very supportive. I mean, they come from a very um, normal family my father was a mechanic uh, uh, a Renault my mom was helping uh, at home so I'm the only child um, the dream of my father would always be you know that I would excel uh, mm -hmm. in my studies to get a good job so so you know this this um, uh, belief very strong belief in Spain that uh, the more you study, the, the more you will uh, achieve in life, which um, at the moment in the current circumstances, perhaps is not what you um, expect. No, no. At the moment, people have several, uh, well, a degree, several masters, uh, several languages, and still uh, they don't find a good job. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so I guess, I guess I think I belong to a generation that, well, um, uh, we were in some sense lucky, mm -hmm. because, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so tell me more about uh, your the, the degree. Uh, I mean, it's math, but uh, yeah. was four year, five year uh, long? Yeah, so it's the old system uh, in Spain. Uh, now now it's different because of the Bologna agreement, but it, this was the old system and it was five years degree. Um, it's what it what is used to be called in, in Spain, the licenciatura. Mm -hmm. So three years of um, uh, math common to everybody and then two years of your specialization. I did the uh, statistics and operations research mm -hmm. and yeah um, uh, that was uh, that was uh, our um, yeah our yeah. Uh, studies in yeah. Spain uh, it's uh, it's you it's common to to put together statistics and or even the society is uh, it's joined yeah. Right? yeah 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 you 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 know I've moved to different places and in different places, you know, OR, it's uh, a different, uh, say, uh, degrees. Um, in our case, it's it's very common to find it in mathematics, right? Mm -hmm. And then together uh, with the statistics, while in other places, it would be more in engineering or in, other, or in economics and so on. So, yeah, but um, yeah, in Spain, the society, the it's called um, uh, Sociedad Estadística e Investigación Operativa. So actually, uh, yeah, they, they always go together. Mm -hmm. so. Right. Uh, when you came across OR for the first time, was something that you really 
thought that mm, this is for me this is what i want to yeah. study or was so, uh, yeah. yet another well topic? yeah i mean to do a, a phd in or uh, that came uh, later when i did further studies yeah so that was the moment in which uh, i met some of my uh, well uh, some of my current co-authors um but yeah i i i liked it very much um, yeah uh, when i encountered in my fourth year uh, operations research but as i said even more after my degree when i did um, um, some doctoral courses uh, at the university of seville um, and i thought yeah this is this is what i want to do yeah mm -hmm. so. uh I think you like very much the modeling aspect of OR. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, it's, it's a creative part. Um, I used to also code uh, a lot uh, during my PhD and at the early years of uh, my postdoctoral years. Um, that's also fun. But I think, yeah, I think the modeling is for me um, the one in which I feel uh, um, more connected to. Mm -hmm. You mentioned coding. Uh, how was the process of learning? Because you're talking about uh, early '90s, perhaps, and it was not yeah, very well, easy to, to, you know, yeah, find uh, maybe the, uh, material. And we are very much used to find the uh, the solutions uh, on you know, on the internet. But uh, at the time, it was not really something popular. So, how did you manage? Yeah. Also because I uh, I think it was less integrated in the degree. So now I uh, now uh, you know it's very common to see uh, um, programming courses uh, as part of the curriculum. But uh, for us it was much less. And um, yeah, I um, I did most of my learning during uh, yeah uh, my um, doctoral years and I had. Uh, several colleagues that helped me a lot um, and then some books um, uh, recipes in uh, C for instance I, I use that one a lot um, I'm, I, uh, I used to code in, in C mm -hmm. and uh, yeah but it was uh, a lot of help from, uh, from colleagues mm -hmm. so that I'm very thankful uh, to, to, to them yeah. yeah that's very important uh, if you have a good environment uh, you can improve your performance actually in both when it comes to you know writing codes and all that, but also to learn and to to, to also acquire more experience and uh, you know we we can always learn from uh, someone else's experience and when you have a a group of people uh, colleagues helping one another, that makes a lot of difference. I think. I think it's um, it's uh, in my opinion is the way it should be so so i have benefited but i have also tried to encourage that uh, that those um a type of environment so i'm the director of the um doctoral program now in my department and then yeah i try to yeah i try to uh, encourage that because i think i i benefited uh but also I think it's two ways, right? The other person, other people have also benefited from uh, what I have um, helped them with. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
did you have to write uh, sort of a dissertation to to get the degree i i wrote um i i, I also wrote in uh, at the universidad de sevilla i also wrote um yeah um, what it would be a master thesis say and um Tessina, it was a right yes <laughs> yes yes it used to be called in that way um so it was about uh, location uh, theory so i did um I study a problem in which um, um, you had to take into account some uh, environmental issues. Mm. So we propose um, an optimization model taking into account, uh, say, the benefits, but also the environmental impact. So the, the problem ended up being um, a different in convex uh, uh, optimization problem. Um, we propose a, a branch bound for it. Um, that paper got uh, published in um, in uh, Eger. Mm -hmm. um, it was um, I I presented it in um, the Euro Summer Institute. I attended in '96, mm -hmm. and after that, it it appeared in in uh, in Eger. So mm. yeah, wow! So it was a very good uh, experience. So I wrote it with. Uh, Eduardo Conde and um, Emilio Carrizosa from from the Universidad de Sevilla, and um, I um, I'm still a co-author of uh, Emilio Carrizosa. So it's a, it's, a, it's, it's yeah, our collaboration started uh, at that time. Yeah. Wow, fantastic! Um, you got the best student award uh, for applied math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, um, as I told you, uh, my specialization was statistics and OR, and that was uh, so. So our studies were divided into pure uh, math and applied math, and I won the award for the uh, applied math. So uh, it was, wow. it was, I think, very nice. Um, yeah, to 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 have that. Yeah. You did all your research work and uh, your. Uh, undergraduate degree without having a computer at home is that correct yeah 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 so um i uh, eventually i i bought one but that was um, uh, at the very very end of the studies but uh, yeah it was not usual to to basically uh, have one at home as i said to you um, we were uh, kind of uh, yeah normal family so that was not an instrument that you would have at home but um yeah, you could uh, you could make use of uh, uh, the facilities at the uh, university. So mm -hmm. yeah, so. you finished in 1994. Uh, yes, I did. So you you have the degree in your hands, and what did you do after that? Yeah, so um, um, I, what I did was to start some um, doctoral uh, courses at the University uh, of Seville. Um, I did combine that with uh, taking uh, courses to, to be a teacher uh, at secondary school. And um, yeah, I started to do uh, a little bit of research also at the department. And that basically opened my eyes. I found it, um, yeah, I found it that that's what I wanted to do. And um, yeah, I... Um, I wrote um, a couple of papers during these two years. Um, I also taught at the University of Cadiz, which is another province of the south of Spain. 
I did teaching um, at um, the business school there. Um, and the business school was based uh, in Jerez de la Frontera. Mm -hmm. So knowing for the sherry, um, yeah, that was, that was um, combining, you know, my, 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 my teaching at the university and in the afternoon, evening, you know, uh, working on my PhD. Uh-huh. Um, so that was fine. But then I, I attended this Euro Summer Institute in, uh, in uh, early uh, summer, 1996. And um, I met there uh, uh, Professor Mark Salomon and um, another colleague, uh, Erwin von der Land. And um, yeah, they both told me that uh, there were uh, PhD positions available at the business school in uh, Erasmus University in Rotterdam. So we talked a little bit during the Eurosummer Institute. That was an, a two-week event with uh, courses from professors and also presentations from us. And uh, yeah, I decided that I wanted to try um, um, out. So I did the interview. So after after the Eurosummer Institute, which was in uh, um, uh, in the outskirts of uh, Athens, mm -hmm. I went back to Sevilla, took again my suitcase, and I uh, I went to um, Rotterdam, um, did my interview, and yeah, uh, I decided to take the offer. Yes. So I started in um, September uh, 1996. Yeah. So you kept yourself PhD. really busy uh, after your graduating. Uh, many things happened, you know, taught in uh, secondary school, then in university. And you mentioned even uh, Jerez de la Frontera, which is also famous uh, for the motor racing circuit. There used to be uh, Formula One races there. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Formula One, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm quite aware of that circuit. Uh, but usually uh, what I've been realizing is that how summer schools change uh, people's lives. You know, that period think, of uh, one or even two weeks, it used to be two weeks previously, at least in Europe. Uh, you, you get to meet many people and, uh, you know, that become uh, friends uh, for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It changes uh, lives. So actually this is one of the things i um, i also try to cultivate uh, in my uh, yeah in my um, senior role so we we organize uh, modeling weeks we organize uh, uh, yeah um, uh, events in which you know the, the the junior colleagues can basically link to uh, the senior colleagues in a relaxed environment and and learn uh, uh, in that way so yeah mm -hmm. uh you mentioned that you had to do an interview uh how was your english at that time oh well um um not uh at the level that it should have been uh but uh, on my defense uh, yeah things have changed a lot in spain so uh we used to have uh you know, not a very good level uh, uh, on average. The country, I think, it's changing a lot. Uh, now you have the Erasmus program, in which during your studies you probably go abroad and, and you know uh, get exposed 
in my case, um, my first exposure was actually, uh, yeah, uh, abroad was actually that trip. So, um, mm. I mean, sorry, uh, those trips um, I meant. So they went to the Eurosummer Institute and they went to the Netherlands. So, yeah, it was um, challenging. Also challenging because it was the first time that I had to be exposed to an environment that it was in the, surrounded by mathematicians. So this was a business school, and the PhD program was a the PhD program of, of the business school. So the way it should be, right? Mm -hmm. So you would have somebody from uh, strategy interviewing you together with uh, the colleagues from the departments. And indeed, I got quite uh, <laughs> quite unexpected questions um, now that I think uh, yeah they should be in that way but you know when you have not a lot of experience with uh, interviews you you are a little bit surprised so I had to explain to that colleague um, what location theory was um, mm -hmm. so and of course I started to use some uh, terminology from OR so I had to go even more down to earth and this is something I have learned over the years uh, that you, you, yeah, that you have to be able to explain things in a plain language to people. That uh, that is much uh, uh, that is needed in certain environments. So certainly that day it was the case. Right, uh, you had a very intense first year when you started your PhD. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, as I said, uh, language was one of the things that I had to work on. Um, it was my first time living um, abroad, living uh, without my parents and taking uh, PhD courses, setting up uh, my uh, PhD proposal. So it, it's quite a lot of things to learn, but... Um, new language? New language, <laughs> uh, of course, the language of the country. Uh, so, uh, you, although in the Netherlands you can do lots of things without uh, without knowing the knowing Dutch, but still, I mean, you, yeah. So it was lots of new things, um, but uh, I I have very good, very good memories of mm -hmm. my PhD time in the Netherlands. It's uh, it opened uh, so many. Um, uh, opportunities uh, and um, I uh, I could work very well with my uh, supervisor um, we did uh, we wrote lots of papers together and you know so it was a very pleasant time i also my my, my uh, PhD uh, uh, peers so um, I built a very good relationship with Maurice Fleischmann. Uh, um, so we were together, we studied together, we did a lot of things together, the PhD courses, and giving presentations at different conferences and so on. Um, during the PhD studies, I also met uh, colleagues like uh, um, uh, from the uh, Timberg Institute. Uh, so I wrote papers also with Albert Bachemans and Richard Freling that unfortunately passed away. And mm. so, yeah, um, an amazing network. Um, my department used to collaborate also with uh, uh, the department of uh, Maria Grazia Speranza. Mm. So we also attended um, 
on a regular basis uh, workshops, you know. Um, so yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it was very very nice. Right. Uh, your attitude uh, suggests that you you have a lot of confidence. Um, was it always like that? Uh, no, that's something that you learn um, uh, because you um, you have to. Yeah, yeah. So it's something that um, I was not built um, in that way. Um, um, but um, and sometimes it goes a little bit uh, uh, against the way. Uh, uh, I would like to be, but I think you you have to yeah, you have to um, yeah, learn to be confident. I don't know whether it's uh, the country I come from. I don't know whether it's the gender I come, I have or whatever. But yeah, um, but I think uh, um, yeah, you have to move in an environment in which sometimes it's a little bit uh, competitive. So yeah, um, so right. I, uh, uh, you had classes with big names from our field too, right? Yeah, yeah. My PhD, uh, my PhD courses uh, in the Netherlands, you get them, you you, you attend them in Utrecht. Uh, Utrecht is um, say um, uh, in terms of uh, uh, train connections is like the hub of the Netherlands, and so people from Eindhoven, Rotterdam, Amsterdam, Groningen, um, all the PhD students will go there every Monday to attend PhD courses. And uh, I had, for instance, courses from Jan-Karl Lenstra. Mm. So, yeah, I, it's um, it's an amazing experience, as I said, um, yeah, that um, to, to, to right. have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so let's talk about your research work during your PhD. Uh, I know you worked uh, in, uh, on the gap generalized assignment problem, which is a very classical problem in combinatorial optimization. And you made very important contributions to the problem, right? Yeah, so um, the originally um, my uh, PhD proposal was about um, a um, model arising in, um, in um, logistics. And so uh, we saw that the underlying problem would be the generalized assignment problems, and those were my, uh, say, uh, my first papers. Uh, they were on, on that problem. So we um, um, did an asymptotical analysis of the problem uh, to uh, generate uh, challenging instances, or, or say, to control, to be able to control the the challenge of the instances and we published that one in operations research and we also proposed uh, a class of heuristics for which we could also do some asymptotical analysis and uh, we, we published that one in discrete applied mathematics mm -hmm. and actually that was um, the paper um, the first paper I presented in um, in um, um, ISMP so um, in, I started in '96, and my first ISMP was in uh, Lausanne, mm -hmm. and I had some uh, uh, the theorems to prove. And the conference was in August, and so it was a little bit of a of a challenge uh, until the very last 
minute, but uh, yeah, I'm, I did manage to to have my uh, proofs ready, and uh, yeah, and it was a. Uh, uh, Off you went to very, Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was, uh, yeah, to see all these uh, uh, names, uh, you know, gathering there together, the ones that you would uh, basically study in your PhD courses. That was uh, that was amazing. So we had uh, dancing there. And we had the uh, celebration for the simplex method during that conference. And yeah, I saw um, Balash, um, yeah, many, many names. Uh, so it, it was uh, wow. an amazing experience. Yeah. 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 And, you know, to get to present at the conference, uh, such an important conference like that uh, might give you a little bit of stress. But uh, once you're done and looking back, probably you feel uh, good and and it has a nice yeah feeling. it's it's i mean our um, our work is about you know trying to prove things or trying to um have an algorithm that can uh, make a contribution to the system literature so it's it's always um, a little bit of uh, stress especially because you you, you know you, you you use these conferences as a sort of a deadline for uh, finishing stuff so yes um, it is it's always stressful but <laughs> um but the very the the conferences that you attend uh, in your early uh, years i think they, they make a, a big impact uh, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah uh you work on other supply chain applications too right yeah so um so what we wanted to address as i said in my phd proposal was uh yeah, the dynamic nature of uh, the demand and how to um, yeah deal with uh, that that dynamism. Um, what we did was to propose models in which uh, we would take into account the different levels of of the supply chain and integrating these different levels and uh, uh, modeling inventory at those different levels but at the same time you know the the design of the of the network so um yeah we we wrote um different papers you know again doing some um proposal of heuristics um also exact solutions so i work on a branch and price at that time, uh, you basically have to code your uh, column generation and your branch and price from scratch. And um, yeah, there I have a very nice collaboration with Richard Fleming um, at the, um, also in Erasmus. And um, yeah, he, he taught me so many things about column generation. And yeah, again, this is the part of the job that is yeah. uh, Invaluable. I mean, those um, yeah, those uh, uh, collaborations that you have with other colleagues, in which you 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 have uh, good papers, but you also have uh, good relationships. So, um, and this is one yeah. of the papers I remember the most. Yeah. Coding a Brescian prize is is never easy, especially from scratch. And I can only imagine uh, doing that uh, in the late nineties. Uh, it, it's uh, should have been really, really hard. Yeah, um, yeah. so uh, he, um, 
Yeah, he basically had a lot of experience. So he used to work at Ortec. Ortec is one of the consultant companies in in the Netherlands, but also it's a company that is uh, very, very close to um, academia. And some of our well-known colleagues, uh, they, they, they have collaborated with them. Um, so, so from practice, he had a lot of experience. So I, I did lots of learning with uh, with uh, somebody was that was very, very knowledgeable. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You finished your your PhD thesis uh, in 2000. You got a prize for that. Yeah. So. Um, it was the beginning of um, uh, ERIM. ERIM is basically um, uh, an umbrella research institute in, um, in, in Erasmus University. So we were one of the very first cohorts there. And um, yeah, uh, they, they started a PhD dissertation award and um, yeah, I was uh, one of the very first ones to get uh, such an award. Mm -hmm. So uh, again, it was yeah, nice recognition. Right. Yeah. You eventually learned Dutch. Yeah. So um, um, I arrived in '96, and I think um, I don't know. I think I started to learn Dutch around my third year. Um, that's actually. Um, when you are uh, young and when you are surrounded by uh, the environment, learning a language is actually much easier. Now it's much more difficult for me. Um, um, uh, yeah, uh, the brain is not the same. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I um, I think I got a good level of uh, Dutch, but it was also uh, uh, thanks to uh, friends. Uh, that were always helping there uh, to um, to correct you. Um, people would always ask me, uh, "Do you mind if I correct you?" And uh, not at all. Um, I think this is the way to to learn a language. So yeah. Yeah, sometimes uh, it can be a bit uh, unpleasant to be corrected all the time, but I think it's a part of the process. It's it's part of the process. It's a very different language from my my own language, um, and some people in my class would be uh, German, and of course this is much closer language, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it was. Uh, I, I was very very happy to learn the language afterwards. Very, it was very useful because I uh, I'm married to a Dutch um, person and my children, um, they speak Dutch. Um, so, um, and I, uh, I speak uh, Spanish to my children. So, so it makes, um, it makes much easier, you know, uh, to teach um, these two languages to your kids because we, my husband and I can also speak uh, each other's language. So, yeah, it's, um, it's yeah. Good. Yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you quickly found a job there in the Netherlands after finishing yeah, the PhD. So, yeah, so um, I, um, I then moved to uh, the University of Maastricht. Um, this is the south of the Netherlands. So I moved there uh, together with uh, the group of Stan von Hussel, Anton Kohlen, so people f uh, very strong in combinatorial optimization. So it was uh, it was a, a very good move for me. Um, uh, an amazing uh, department, yeah, 
uh, they were um, um, good to basically nurture you, but also also to um, yeah um, have a, a social um, uh, part of it. Also, yeah, mm -hmm. it was also very good. Yeah. yeah so we we had uh, three years. Uh, we, I was there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got married uh, during that period. Yeah. But then so you left the Netherlands, right? Yeah. So. Um, my husband and I uh, wanted to, yeah, to be in a different environment that has been. Um, so we have done a couple of moves of that type. So so we decided that um, the UK would be a very good uh, environment for us academically, and that's what we did. Uh, we, um, I got a job at the University of Oxford. Um, so and then. My husband also got a job uh, at the University of Reading, and then uh, we spent there 11 years um, in the UK. So we left in 2014 for good. Yeah. Well, um, uh, finding a position uh, at the University of Oxford is a dream job of many people. Uh, how was the process? Well, um, you know, uh, as usual, when you try to find a job in another place, uh, you don't apply to one place, you apply to several places, um, you do interview at several places, and uh, and this one uh, worked out. Um, it was um, at the business school. Uh, mm -hmm. I told you that um, I was already at the business school in uh, during my PhD, so for me, it was an environment that I have kept uh, uh, being it at. Um, and the business school was expanded, expanding at that time. Um, so the MBA program uh, uh, had a, a huge increase. So they needed uh, uh, colleagues to be teaching at finance, at operations management, at uh, um, statistics, etc., etc. So um, I moved there to basically cover that need that they had. Um, yeah, it was, uh, um, uh, again, um, a very different environment uh, because uh, this time I had to do uh, MBA teaching, executive MBA teaching. And yeah, it's a, it's a teaching that requires uh, other skills. So, but um, yeah, I had to, a lot of help from um, my colleague uh, James Taylor there, um, so uh, a very experienced teacher. Um, yeah, so it's um, you always keep learning things. Um, mm -hmm. I'm very happy to, um, to to have learned that skill. So. Right, uh, you had your two kids uh, when you were there, and then in 2005 you had a niño. 2007 you had a niña, and they have actually three citizenships. Yeah, um, so they, I told you that my husband is Dutch um, and uh, they were born in the UK. In the UK, you don't get uh, the nationality at your birth, but you can apply for it. So we did apply for it um, after five years and yeah, they, they got uh, three nationalities and yeah, yeah. Um, wow. they are. Yeah, well, um, so yeah, uh, you had to juggle with the MBA, uh, also doing research and two small kids. Um, so how, how did you do that? Um, 
I guess um, it was one of the periods of life in which you felt, uh, yeah, <laughs> most of the time out of breath. Um, so I, I cannot, I cannot claim that um, um, it went, uh, you know, as smooth as I wanted. Um, it was uh, a challenge. You, you want to, you want to be. Um, um, in all these places, uh, performing at the top level, mm -hmm. but you realize that you are simply a human being, and uh, that's not a um, uh, simple thing to do. So um, um, I have a lot of support from uh, from my husband. Um, he's also an academic, so that was uh, of a big help. Uh, whenever parents will be around, um, you know, visiting us, uh, they would also help a lot. And but yeah, you you I had to I had to make basically a choice of attending fewer conferences and concentrating on writing the papers because that would require less traveling, less being away from home. Um, and I think uh, maybe in an imperfect way, I I I uh, I, I did manage yeah. to to do that. And um, you know um, I think um, we all have to learn that uh, there is no one way of doing things there are different ways and you know learning from others uh, it may not work you know what they did but what you what we have to listen is that you know eventually you can go through it mm -hmm. and you will be happy I, i'm very happy to, to, mm -hmm. to, to have managed to have children mm -hmm. at the same time that to have my my career so mm -hmm. i'm quite i'm quite happy yeah. I'm very passionate about my family, but I'm also very passionate about my work. Yeah, excellent. Um, but you left Oxford, and it's quite of a surprise. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people would ask me uh, why, and it's uh, it's a very simple. Uh, there is a very simple answer. We left uh, the Netherlands, uh, and also. Eventually, we would leave uh, the UK because we wanted to, to see another environment. Um, and, um, you know, we are both academics and, you know, for both of us, uh, there was a very uh, good opportunity here uh, at Copenhagen Business School. And so um, it's, um, it was very, very nice uh, to, 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 to move um, to another environment in which you again learn to do other things um, in a different way um, and you also bring your experience to to the new place so um, i have a very um, uh, friendly uh, department um, i have been able to develop um, a lot of my uh, um, data science initiatives uh, over here so it has been a, a very very pleasant um, experience but Needless to say, you, you have to again uh, do a move, a uh, move of a fa with a family. So it's it's a setup um, uh, cost and a setup time that you that you have to pay. Yeah, but yeah I think, it takes uh, time to adjust. Yeah. I think on yeah um, on the overall, um, I'm quite happy to to have done so. Yeah. And I think for my children is also yeah um, a nice environment. Um, Denmark is a place where uh, children have a lot of independence. So, um, yeah, they're quite happy here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's talk about your research work. Um, I know you have uh, 
papers in OR and management science and very good journals. Uh, but uh, recently you've been quite involved with, uh, you know, uh, the interface between optimization and uh, machine learning and data science and things like that. Uh, can you comment yeah, more so on that? Yeah, yeah. So, so we, um, so we've uh, now um, a, a reader in um, in um, Edinburgh University, um, Belen Martin Barragan. We we started to um, to get into this um, area of machine learning. So. Um, um, Emilio Carrizosa and I supervised uh, Belen, her, her PhD dissertation, and we started to work on the support vector machine, um, did some um, column generation there, for instance, um, and always with the view of, uh, of trying to um, yeah, um, make um, the black box a little bit um, more gray. Yeah. yeah. So at that time, um, yeah, we would use not so much the word interpretability. Now it has become a big thing, but um, but yeah, it's it's it has always been a little bit our agenda. So um, so to make uh, uh, these tools a little bit more accessible to uh, users that may not be so uh, mathematically driven. Um, you probably understand why, right? I mean, mm -hmm. a business school, so uh, it's um, it's the natural uh, topic to address, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so that was our early work, um, um, and then we we have continued uh, working with other tools. So um, so we are now working uh, with three methods. So. We have written um, uh, surveys about three methods and, um, and optimization of them. Uh, we are also working now on random forests and trying to make them more interpretable. So yes, we, we do have a clear agenda. This is something also that um, the, the European Union uh, is trying to uh, pursue. So. Um, with the GDPR um, regulation, they also included some some um, um, desirability to uh, give users explanations if they are subject to uh, algorithmic uh, decision making. So it's something that basically uh, requires more research, and we are very happy to contribute there. We do it through regular papers, but as I said, we also do it through uh, um, a couple of surveys. We also wrote uh, another survey on on uh, support vector machines. Uh, so yeah, it's um, it's an area in which we um, we are happy to contribute also because um, you know um, it's it's um, it's important to 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 make a. a to clean a little bit uh, um, the, the, the view that some people have about these uh, algorithms. So um, every now and then they get to the news. 
because maybe for grading secondary schools in the UK, you got an algorithm and these algorithms didn't take into account A, B or C. So I always say to my students, it's not that the algorithm didn't take into account, it's that the person who built the <laughs> algorithm didn't take into account right. A, B, C or D. So, so, so it's the expertise of the person. So um, it's very important that we, um, we, we try to put the right words, uh, mm -hmm. you know, when we talk about algorithms. Um, mm -hmm. So it's important that uh, the citizen doesn't think that they are evil things. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's perhaps the use of them is that it uh, mm -hmm. may not be yeah. adequate. Since you've been working on this interface, uh, are you more fond of using optimization to solve machine learning problems or the other way around? Um, my expertise is uh, is basically uh, using uh, optimization to 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 enhance uh, machine learning problems. I know that there are other colleagues that they have been trying to turn around, and we have had presentations. We have um, an online seminar seminar uh, seminar series: uh, machine learning needs optimization, and we have had colleagues that that uh, that they do that. They try to uh, use machine learning to to uh, improve um, uh, optimization solvers. But I think over there, there is still uh, needs to be some more work. And even those colleagues, uh, they have claimed that in our uh, seminar series. So, so yeah, um, uh, but I think it's, it's an important contribution, right? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, to speed up solvers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, uh, machine learning is, is very popular and all that, in the, especially in recent years. But uh, I think you worked in, in this type of applications uh, since the 90s. Uh, and uh, I assume that publishing this type of work was not really an easy task at that time. So machine learning, um, of course, has um, optimization um, um, behind it. And we, we have seen papers from, uh, classic papers from uh, Mangasarian and other colleagues. But uh, yeah, when we started to work on this uh, in the 90s, uh, no, it was not trivial to send this uh, type of uh, work to some of our operations research journals. Now it's different. Now you see uh, um, departments in top uh, journals like uh, operations research and management science you know devoted to uh, to, to this area mm -hmm. so at least um, this has been a big move and and this is what happens when you work uh, in a relatively new area if you are a junior person uh, well it's um, it's a little bit of a challenge because if your papers are not uh, uh, coming naturally uh, into the uh, top journals, then you know you don't have a lot of time, right? It's mm -hmm. a it's a it's a tenure track uh, in which you are. Um, yeah, so I can imagine that for not not it's not so appealing for um, junior colleagues to basically uh, trying to be contributing to such a such a risky um, uh, areas. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, it. For, for us, it has uh, paid off uh, now. Now, as I said, it's more uh, our papers are finding, um, you know, uh, um, place uh, in many of uh, the OR uh, journals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, you, of course, 
are you are a role model when it comes to women in OR. Uh, you're very active, you especially on social media. You you know you you have this big project you organize. You're always supporting uh, junior and young uh, female researchers from our field. Uh, but there is one policy that does not please you that much. It's that uh, we need a woman. Well, yeah. 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 So. Um, um, well, now at my work, I'm yeah, consider a senior female colleague, and you know every every couple of times, not many, but every couple of times, I have to um, you know answer to people, you know, uh, when they say yes, we need a woman for this committee or uh, sentences like this. I, I don't like them. I. Mm. Um, um, it's perhaps maybe it triggers me a little bit, but uh, you know, it's a sentence in which you could interpret that you just need a woman, right? Uh, mm. Not not a not a um, a, um, a strong uh, colleague, but just, you know, just somebody. I, I know that they don't mean that, mm -hmm. but I try to, I try to correct uh, that language, um, you know, mm. so that. Uh, um, uh, people understand that we need uh, a diverse committee, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we need uh, men and women. That's a more, uh, I think, uh, appropriate, appropriate uh, way yeah. of saying things than than assuming that a committee uh, must include one of the two genders. So I think it's. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, you want to talk a, uh, a bit about uh, wisdom? Yes, I am um, um, very happy to be contributing to um, one uh, Euro forum uh, called Wisdom, which is um, uh, yeah, is trying to um, look at this um, need of uh, you know um, promoting uh, female researchers uh, and giving them more visibility and help him a little bit uh, to um, to put that gender aspect in in our um, or, or our field so um, this initiative is led by uh, uh, Paula Carroll um, and I joined um, I guess about a year ago um, yeah uh, so I'm the rep of uh, Denmark and I also contribute to some of the committees and um, we have uh, this initiative, which is uh, Young Women for OARM. So, if, uh, this um, this was um, th th there are twelve uh, um, junior female uh, colleagues who were awarded this um, title, and um, we promote them in different ways. So. Um, in Twitter, um, every month we promote one of them, but we do also through workshops, um, also during the Euro conference and so on. So it's um, it gets very close to what I like to do. Uh, um, I, I think um, one of the features I like uh, the most when I do service to my community is to take care of uh, junior colleagues. Um, so yeah, um, I think I'm quite happy to to be part of this initiative, yeah, and I think it's uh, it's needed. Yeah. yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, sometimes you 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 when you get senior, you get so busy, you have so many other 
problems, you have to deal with uh, bureaucratic issues, and you have also to take uh, care of other aspects of your career. But then uh, finding the time to, to look after the junior ones, the, those that are beginning, they have to find a place, uh, establish themselves. And when they receive support from people like you, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, it's, it encourages them and, and motivates them. And that's what we need, right? You, you recently became the uh, editor-in-chief of TOP, which is the, the Journal of the Statistics and Our Society from Spain. Uh, how was the experience? Yeah, so I do this job together with uh, Antonio Alonso from uh, Universidad Rey Juan Carlos. Um, so, so it's always two people um, um, co-editing the, the the journal, and um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a it's a good experience. It's a it's a dynamic environment at the moment, with uh, you know some journals transforming uh, because of the open access. Um, so it's, it's an interesting time to be um, uh, an editor-in-chief um, and I think for me it's also um, very pleasing to, to be contributing uh, in some sense to the OR community in Spain. I've always kept uh, a very, very close relationship with my, uh, my country. Um, so I've uh, been a member of the society since um, the very beginning, um, contributing to it um, in different committees and now I'm doing this work. So uh, uh, I think it's good and we have um, um, a very um, nice um, editorial board, um, um, you know, lots of suggestions of um, how to bring um, the journal a little bit uh, higher in the rankings you know mm -hmm. unfortunately we really have to look at those things yeah. uh, not that the rankings are always so uh, important but in this case yes it is important um, yeah we are there uh, you know uh, um, yeah uh, getting uh, lots of ideas um, also working with um, with the publishers, you know, with the Springer, I'm trying to see um, how to give more visibility to the journal. So yeah, um, it's a, it's a nice job to do. Yeah, so you're basically all over the place. Uh, you know, you're, you you know you mentioned wisdom. You're editor in chief of a, a important journal. Uh, you're very active doing research. You you were uh, one of the main uh, researchers behind the the needs project that is funded by the the European Union, and uh, you're going to be chair of the next Euro conference. Yeah, that's um, that's um, an amazing opportunity that I've been given by Euro. It's um, I would like to thank again uh, uh, Euro for giving me this opportunity. Um, yeah, I'm very uh, looking forward um, to um, to the months um, that are coming um, we have already our uh, program committee in place so uh, 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 basically from uh, different countries uh, across europe i'm uh, you know trying to think also about gender balance also having um, representation from different levels of uh, academia so i'm i'm very very excited to um, to, um, to working on this um, initiative. So, uh, yeah, it's very, um, um, 
being in different uh, program committees in uh, in this conference. So I was also in the program committee of Poznan and, and in the program committee of Athens. Um, but now I'm in a different role. So yeah, it's going to be good. And what about uh, the opportunities uh, to do a PhD under your supervision? Oh, we are always looking forward to have um, yeah new colleagues with us. So um, uh, at the PhD level, at the postdoctoral level. So I guess I'm um, you know always drop me an email. I'm I'm very happy to uh, to talk about uh, the opportunities. Yeah, this yeah. is um, something that we uh, yeah that we cultivate in the different projects that we that we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, and Denmark, um, uh, it's a um, it's a very good environment to do research. Uh, there is a lot of support um, from the university, but also from um, different um, foundations in Denmark, uh, offering uh, yeah, so PhD funding, but also postdoctoral funding. Um, I, I try to also be active, as you know, in the European uh, funding. So. We are always happy to to uh, increase the team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Dolores. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it was great to hear about your career and and all these stories. Uh, muchas gracias. Uh, ha sido un grande placer. Espero que tú puedas venir a Brasil tan luego sea posible. <laughs> Uh, muchas gracias a ti, Anan, um, and thank you very much for giving me this opportunity to tell uh, my stories about my career, and I hope uh, that some of them have been useful for some of the colleagues. Right. So I wish you uh, the best of luck and best wishes in in your endeavors, and I hope to meet you in person soon. So. I hope to be able to visit you um, in the near future uh, in Brazil, and uh, I hope I wish you the best to your team. And thank you very much for uh, doing this for the communities. It's a very good service that you are doing. Uh, thank you so much. Thank I, I'm very happy to hear that. Well, hasta luego. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Ciao. See you. Ciao.